You're listening to the Bulldog Hour, getting you inside the Wilson football program with weekly game previews, recaps, highlights, and interviews. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Rapoff. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the Bulldog Hour. I am one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and here with me, as always, is my co-host, Justin Raffoff. Yeah, it's uh, good to be here. Back for season nine? Is that what I saw? Yeah, season nine. I was like, I saw it, I'm like, because I know how you name the seasons, and so, or and the episodes, but I'm like, that can't, that can't be right. Like, but It is. Here we are. Crazy enough. Now, unfortunately, we're not... We haven't been around for a dozen years yet. Not like our regular show. We've been around since February 2011 with the regular show, believe it or not. We just celebrated our 12th anniversary. But if we were celebrating that many anniversaries, we would have had the pleasure to cover our our guests tonight on the Bulldog Hour, uh, which is one of the most prolific uh, Bulldogs to go through the program. Uh, And we're going to talk about that with him. And that is... Rodney Gillen. Hey, hey, it's nice being here <laughs> with you guys. Um, you know, love talking football, talking Wilson football at that. Yeah, well, we're going to do a lot of that tonight, Rodney. Uh, we're going to cover uh, your career and, and everything Wilson football we can with you. Okay. And uh, we'll just see where it takes us. This All is right. kind of an open discussion. You know, it's an off-season episode. It's our first one of the ninth season, like Justin just talked about. So there's no uh, real, you know, this isn't a... A review episode. We don't have to talk about a win, and thankfully, we don't have to talk about a loss right now. So <laughs> yeah. everyone's zero zero still. We don't like that. No, we don't like talking about <laughs> yeah, losses. Yeah, those shows are never as much fun. Well, and looking back, you know, I, we're going to do some housekeeping here that we have to do um, to get c- people caught up from. You know, our last show was in November, so we have a lot to talk about with the team, the things that have happened since then. But um, we don't like talking about losses. But you know. For the time period you played in, there weren't a lot of losses to talk about when you were on the team. <laughs> oh man, yeah, we didn't we didn't lose often, but unfortunately, we lost when it counted. <laughs> One of those just... things that uh, Coach Wolber always tells us when we talk to him in the off season is he remembers those losses more than the the wins. Oh yeah, I I, I rarely remember anything that happened in the wins, but those losses, yeah. I. I have replays they stick with you (laughs) and unfortunately you and i share a common bond where our high school career was ended by central dolphin oh yeah uh in the district championship game by a field goal that you know bounced twice (laughs) i think on a goal post and went in yeah it was uh a a double doink before uh that became a thing in the nfl um of course your eagles came out on the right side of that it, it was more fun more fun when it happened in the nfl yeah so, uh, yeah, Rodney, we're going to get all, all that again. Thanks so much for joining us. It's great to have you. You know, when we had this discussion with uh, Paul Roberts last April, we yeah. were talking about best running backs of all time to come through the Wilson program. And after that discussion, I, you know, I immediately, I think I messaged you. I was like, hey, you know, let's, let's get you on the show. And sorry it took so long. Oh, no, uh, no, no problem. It's, uh, it's tough. When, you know, when we get rolling in August, we always – kind of just have to do the recaps. We don't have time to yeah, talk re- about recapping some... <laughs> recapping one game, previewing the next game pretty much fills fills our fills hour. The hour. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
So it's tough, I and mean, we love to have guests on to talk about those games. And you being a coach in the system, we get you on one of those because you you know you coach these players that are now playing oh, yeah. at the high school level. So I love um, seeing them. We'll have to get you back on for a recap episode. Uh, but tonight we'll be focusing all about uh, your career with Wilson and. Uh, Justin, I got a lot of stats to back up our argument that we clearly beat Paul on uh, last <laughs> April. So, uh, but before we do that, let's uh, talk a bit about. Um, well, let's do our let's do our house cleaning stuff here. And uh, Bulldog Hour is presented as always by May's Sandwich Shop, and we want to thank our season nine sponsors, uh, my dad Bill Mays, and the Sandwich Shop Mike Drago at MikeDragoSports.com. The Hop family, Andy Her, and our six anonymous donors. So all those uh, donors that pledged last year and supported us, uh, those will uh, roll right with us through this off season. Here, um, we usually do an episode here in February, then in April, and then once again in June before we really kick off the football season with our, usually our fourth episode, which this year will actually be the end of July, uh, because you know. I got to screw things up by going to the Pro Football Hall of Fame to watch Zach Thomas be inducted. Boy, your boy made it. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a good moment. I can't wait to go. So I've been telling him for like five years, as soon as Zach Thomas makes the Hall of Fame, uh, I'm going to the induction ceremony. So that is happening. I I made it happen. Mm -hmm. It took five years. Well, actually, I mean, he's been out of the league for a while, but uh, four plus years as a finalist, and he finally got the call. So I'm super happy about that. So, But we'll be kicking off an interview series on the Bulldog Hour like at very end of July, which yeah. is the earliest we've ever done it. So right. it's a lot of fun. Uh, there's a lot of ways you can help us out here. Sponsorships, advertising, and kind donations. Please visit the website, bulldoghour.com. And Justin's favorite. Yeah, like and share. Spread it. Um, you know, if you if you see stuff you like, share it. Uh, tell others about it. We like hearing about it. We heard about it a bunch of games this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, it's always fun. a lot of fun when we have uh, – the, the, you know, the players and the coaches – usually know all about it and most of them have been on the show and the players all get their opportunity as well but when the the fans and the parents all talk about how they watch the show and, right. and they appreciate it that's always the best i think so, it was yeah. that township when we just were like i thought i knew that voice yeah like, <laughs> yeah right mm-hmm. um so our next show i already i already messed this up because i made this and then i found out that we're not going to be able to do it that night because um sunday april 30th is the Berks County chapter of the PA Sports Hall of Fame induction ceremony, and there's a probably want to go to that. So from what I hear, so we're gonna move the show to Saturday the 29th if possible. I haven't talked to you about this yet. This is just me spitballing you just our schedule. Tell me when to show up. Um, but most of the time it works out. The last weekend is in April will be episode two of our season nine. That's what we're looking at. Um, then a few other things that uh, you know we can all chime in about this because we've been around the man. Coach Doms retiring yeah. from teaching. Ooh. 47 years. Yeah. As a teacher, a science teacher at Wilson, he is stepping down at the end of this academic season or academic year, uh, which culminates you know, May, June of this year. When, once graduation hits, uh, he is uh, he's done with the uh, with the teaching. So uh, congratulations to him. Obviously, well-deserved retirement. Oh, yeah. For sure. <sighs> I mean, you, you, you know, I'll probably talk to you about this in a bit. But why don't we talk to you about it right now? What do you have to say about Coach Doms? Uh, you know, you played for him for three years. Coach um, Doms, he was uh, probably one of the smartest coaches I've ever been around. Like, he, 
he was intelligent. It was, it was, you know, it was amazing to be around a program and, you know, watch what he was able to do. You know, the years prior to me, all the way up till now, it's, and it's every year, it's next guy up and he, he finds a way to, to make it happen. And so you played for him as a head coach. I played for him when he was a defensive coordinator. And Justin, you've taught alongside of him now right. for how many years? Uh, 15 and a half. Um, wow. Yeah, which is crazy. Which is also crazy for me to think that's not even a third of right. what, what Of his what total numbers of years right. at Wilson. And, and I, you had him as a teacher, right? I did, yes. And I had him as a teacher. Um just quick side note, along with it being season nine, it makes me feel old because I remember when Rodney was a student. Like <laughs> I didn't have Rodney in class, I don't think. But no, like, no, I saw but, you in the Right, hallway. but we yep. knew each yep. other. Um and yeah, like it's just one of those, oh my gosh. But I remember having, you know, Mr. Doms and like, yeah, it, it's kind of one of those jokes where I I had been joking because, you know, when you've been teaching forty five plus years, like you could retire any year mm -hmm. yeah. and um <laughs> you know people would always ask they'd be like you know hey is 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 doug gonna retire i'm like doug's probably not gonna retire till after i retire you know? like, <laughs> yes. and i was only half joking um right but yeah so you know it's a obviously the science department and and the school in general will miss him uh greatly but it's well deserved and i know he's got lots of big plans for the time that he won't have to devote to the the school work and the teaching, but you and I also talked about oh man he can dive That's a even a lot more. of time to do football <laughs> stuff. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how the assistant coaches feel about that. <laughs> well, I I said I jokingly said to you and to Susie, and I actually emailed uh, Coach Doms. I said the same thing. Uh, I, I said now we'll be able to institute, create the uh, Doug Dom's Coaches Hour, you know, once a week. Uh, he's got all this free time oh, now. Yeah. You, know, you know, why not? You know, we got, if James Franklin can have a coaches show and, like, all these college coaches and right. NFL can, coaches going on radio shows. I think from, I'll listen. We'll <laughs> That's where we got our first listener. There we go. We'll do it from May Sandwich Shop. Like, right, yeah. like, oh or shut, shut the place down at the Coach Dom's Weekly uh, Coaches Show. No, yeah. So congratulations to Coach Dom's. Um, I won't say how many mini panic attacks I had as trying to figure out whether he was retiring just from teaching or from also from coaching. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was trying to figure that out, too. As soon as I heard, I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, yeah, congratulations to him. Here Now, Rodney, something else that you're very familiar with is being named an all-star for the Lancaster <laughs> Lebanon League. Berks County now also has Wilson included because of the merger. Yep. Um, so we got LL Awards, we got BCIAA Awards. All that happened since our last show in November. So I'm going to quick throw up the lists uh, on the stream if you're watching us live. We appreciate it. Um, Section 1 All-Stars, first team, second team, honorable mention. A whole slew of Bulldogs on that team. Uh, and I posted this you know, way yep. back in November, December. So this isn't anything new, but I just want to make sure we recognize these individuals on the show. Excuse me. Our first team offense was uh, Cam Jones, Edison Case, Logan Kurzweig, Jack Dendel, and Cam Jones again, a kick returner, running back and kick returner. Defense, again, Cam Jones, <laughs> defensive back. Amazing uh, year. Brendan Hopp, Nick Weitzel, and Cam Jones, again, long snapper. That's four first team nods, which I'm. That's hard to do. Thought yeah, they yeah. said may have never happened I, before. It, so. It's really kind of crazy. 
to think about it. But uh, yeah, and a slew on second team, an honorable mention. And I'll just highlight the Cam Jones selections, the LL1 accolades, overall back of the year, offensive back of the year, defensive back of the year. First team offense running back, first team offense kick returner, first team defense, defensive back, first team defense, long snapper. I mean, what a season. I, yeah. And he's got a bunch more coming from the BCIAs we're about to talk about, and then a few other really big ones um, that came his way. But I mean, what what a year. I mean, you said it. What a season. Oh, yeah. What a year. Yeah, he, he had an amazing year. It was it was fun watching him. It definitely was a. Uh... Something to see him return one and then go back on offense and run one to the house. So it was it was nice. So Rodney, we we'll focus on your time as mo- honestly mostly running back. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. talk to you about defensive back, but okay. I c- can't recall and I didn't go back and check the video. Did you do a lot of returning in, in the return game when you played? Um, no. No. Did you I, do any? I I strictly tried to stay away from returning. <laughs> honestly, um, if I'm being honest, because. Uh, well, it, honestly, I don't know. It's I, terrifying I just, to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. That I, and I give I give uh, Cam a lot of nods because uh, going standing back there and catching a return and you know trying to focus on not getting lit up. Yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. Knowing like, the right time and right. it's like, a lot going on. Kick kick returning's one thing. Right. Scary in its yeah, own yeah. right, but yeah, yeah. but in one thing, but punt returning. Yeah, and I know like. High school punt returning is is different, but it's a double-edged sword. Like, one, the punters aren't going to get as much hang time as, like, big-time punters. But they're not kicking it as far. So those guys yeah, don't yeah. have to run as far to get to you, you know? But, like, yeah, standing there, trying to get that ball. <sighs> no, no, thank you. Nope. Yeah, I'm noping out of that one real fast. So the Berks County Awards first team, Cam Jones, running back Edison Case, Jack Dendel, Cam Jones, kick returner. Linebacker Landon Farrell, defensive lineman Nick Weitzel, and again, defensive back Cam Jones. Logan Kurzweig was the sole second teamer, but a slew of honorable mentions there from the BCIAA. And once again, Cam Jones taking home a ton of hardware and new titles from Berks County. Player of the year, offensive back of the year, defensive back of the year, and all-conference first team at three positions. And I'm only... I only believe he wasn't four positions because I don't think they named a long snap. I don't, I don't think, think they picked they, I one. I don't think they did. So I'm, I'm still bitter over this. I'm glad to see he was first team kick returner this year. Oh, I know. Like, Can you on. believe it? I cannot believe right. yeah. in 2021 he right. wasn't first. That's not to say <laughs> that there weren't other great ones, but I feel like Cam showed this year that he was the best one. Yeah. Like, and he was the best one. And for the too. past couple years, yeah. you know, right. so it's it's nothing. It shouldn't have been nothing new, but yeah, it's funny. I'm I, glad he's finally getting you know getting his roses. Yeah, getting the recognition that he deserves, but. It's funny, and I can't recall if this was a conversation that you and I had with Coach Dom or if it was an interview that he did with Paul Roberts, possibly, um, asking Coach Dom's about Cam Jones as a returner. And they said that they didn't even know he could do it, that that was something they would want him to do or that he wanted to do it or could do it until, like, I think, was it part of the way through his sophomore year? I think so. He wasn't the main returner his sophomore year, but no. I believe there was an injury, and I'm struggling right now to remember who was the kick returner. This would have been in 20... Well, I guess it was Troy. It probably was Troy, and he got hurt. Who also has had punt return touchdowns. Yes. Uh, but yeah, he, he went in and out of the lineup with some injuries, and uh, Cam came in and had... Yeah. Uh, it showed that he could do it, I think oh, was yeah. the point, and then... He what he did as a junior, I don't think people, anyone saw coming. The coaching no. staff didn't even oh, yeah. didn't no. even know had no that idea. that was coming. So 
talk about bursting onto the scene, but he certainly made the most of it and, and is the most electric returner at, at a minimum in Burks and LL history. Yeah. Uh, well, when you return six punts and five of them for touchdowns, yeah. I, it's unfathomable. That like it sounds ridiculous. Like if someone would tell you that that happens. So and then you know what surprised me the most about that is they kept kicking to him. <laughs> yeah, right. You, the number of people that I mean, we've heard Roman Catholic says it was a, a mistake, right? Because Drago was on our show. Right. Yeah, yeah. Roman Catholic coach was like. Yeah, that He's was like a no, mistake. we we didn't do that. We didn't know if they were kind of like we'll see, we'll test yeah. them. Yeah, because it, and it was week one. Like, for, well, and, and they're a loaded. And to team. be fair, if there was a team on the schedule who could say, "Let's see what you've got," yeah. it was Roman Catholic. Yeah, right? yeah. So like, what a squad they had. Right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, but then the next few, the weeks, rest of them doesn't make sense. Yeah. I, yeah. The the Reading one and even the Mifflin one. Like, why? Why, why that Mifflin? That one at Mifflin that was kicked to the near sideline. And he just returned it anyway. I think it was his first one, yeah, or maybe only one. I that believe game. I that might have been know, his like, last one of the year. But too. like, it was just like, what? What are they doing? <laughs> the best part of that though was when they proved that other people could return kicks for touchdowns. Yes. Is yes. Edison Case right. and Mackay Cooper right. oh, yeah. returned right. punts or kickoffs for touchdowns? So awesome! But the Cam Jones show rolls on. He was elected to the Big Thirty Three game. That'll be at seven o'clock on May twenty eighth. That's uh, Memorial Day weekend. The sixty sixth annual game. Cam is uh, Wilson and was at the time the LL's lone selection, I believe. Uh, I think an Exeter player was yeah, added. Anthony Cachese. Uh, Cachese yeah. was added after a few others couldn't participate. So uh, once I get verification that Cam is going to participate in the game, like dress and play, right. I'm I'm planning on going to photograph that. I haven't been to the Big 33 game since uh, June 2016 when Ike Schonauer and Jake Gaiman played. Okay. And John Fox was also selected to the game, but was not allowed to play. Right. But and was Buck that Nell the year? Let him play. So th- say. Was that the year you ended up photographing Miles Sanders yes. and Demar Hamlin? I photographed right. Miles Sanders and Demar Hamlin. I got yeah. to interact with those guys, um, both making names for, for a variety yeah. of reasons oh, right yeah, yeah. now. Um, wacky, wacky circumstances surrounding that, but uh, yeah, so. Yeah, it was a that was a cool game. That was very cool to be a very strict, unlike anything I've photographed before. Very, uh, you know, felt much more like being at a college or a pro atmosphere than just you know your regular high school game. Because let's be fair, like I just walk around the high school games, like and do. Nah, it's at Wilson. No one's really gonna care. But like even when we're visiting, I just walk around the field. Right, right. You know, I'm there as part of the team, and if they say something to me, okay. But this was like this was different. But it was cool. It was a really cool experience, and I'm excited to be back. That one was at Hershey Park. Right. Uh, this is at Bishop McDevitt. This game will be at Bishop McDevitt. So excited to see Cam Jones there. And then I don't have a graphic for this, but Cam Jones, first team All State. Right. So you're making All State teams. What what a what an honor that is. Yes. So, that's for sure. Yeah. All right. So I think that pretty much covers all the catching up to do. So let's. Jump in with our main guest here and talk to... I was going to say, from one star to another. Right, from, yeah. from one electric Wilson football playmaker to another. Rodney, again, thanks so much for joining oh, us. Oh, yeah, thanks Ready for to talk me. about your career here in Wilson football in general. Last April, Justin and I did a best running back conversation with Paul Roberts. We had done previously, Paul and I did the quarterbacks, um, now almost two years ago. And the next logical progression was the running backs. And I said, I was like, I, honestly, I think running backs is going to be harder. Because I feel like quarterbacks, you have you know three or four that right away, you're like, they have to be top five. Right. But running backs, I feel like there's a good 12 to 15 
that people can make arguments for. They have to be top five, but you have 12 to 15 of them. You got to whittle down. Yeah. And it was tough going into it. It was I, really tough. I, I was like, I'm pretty sure these names are going to be on there in my personal top five. And I was happy to find that I was mostly right. There are a few adjustments here and there, but it was crazy bringing up the statistics. Um, so I'm just going to refresh everyone's memory that my top five was Jeff Nadrowski, five, Iggy Reynoso, four, Alex Austin, three, Pete Gilmore, two, and Rodney Gillen, number one. That was mine. But then we went to Justin. Jamie Sands at five, coaching for the Bulldogs right now. Jeff Nadrowski. And joined us on that show. It was on that show, yeah. Jeff Nadrowski at four, Iggy at three, Pete at two, and you, Rodney, at number one. So right now, the two hosts in your corner. (laughs) (laughs) And it's honestly an honor to even be listed with, you know, some of these great backs that came out of Wilson. It's it's definitely an honor, and I'm grateful to even be mentioned. We're going to make your case again for you, (laughs) and then we'll talk about your your career because it's fantastic. Paul's top five. You were in there. He had you at three. Like, what do you have on, to say Paul. to Paul about that? <laughs> oh man, Paul. I, well, you know, it's 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 all about the time period. You know, he grew up close to that time period as yeah, he had seeing um, them seeing those guys play, and you know, you guys grew up closer to to where I'm at. So yeah, he 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 defaulted to um the one one of the only other guys that has his number retired at Wilson, Mike Ritz, it's yeah, hanging yeah. in the gymnasium. Yeah. I believe it was 32. Yeah. Putting myself on the spot now. I'm not sure I nailed that one or not. But um, McCarty, Gilmore, and Austin were his five, four, and two. All of those in in a, about a ten year period there. Uh, but you slipped in there at number three, uh, and I believe he said on the show, "It's like you, your statistics couldn't be ignored because they're just outlandish." And I have them here to refresh everyone's memory because of, of course I do. The first one up, all time career rushing. I mean, you're at the top. You're number one. You're you're the, you're the graphic on the graphic. 3,694 yards for the Bulldogs. Uh, you, you bested Jake Stopper's record. Pete Gilmore, who you also passed for single season rushing. And that I, I talked to you a little bit before Justin got here off the air before we started recording about how your career kind of overlapped my return to, to Wilson. Yeah. And one of the first things I remember, and actually one of the first things I covered for all the social accounts that I created was you breaking Pete Gilmore's single season rushing record as a, a junior, I believe that was yeah, in 2010, right? At the time, yep. Yeah. I think that's my next graphic. I can pull that up. Yeah. So there you are. 2010, you rushed for 1,890 yards. So in a single crazy. season. So 80 yards more than Pete Gilmore in 1999. Uh, that's, I, I can't even, that's over a hundred yards a, a game easily. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, what what went right for you that season? Like what what was what was happening there? Well, it's it's actually interesting and funny going into that season because you know coming out of my sophomore year, you know I was you know playing JV, you know having fun playing football, and you know it wasn't till coming into junior year where I'm like, all right, I may have a chance to start. So you know we have our yearly end of the meeting meetings with with Dom's, and he was a. Uh, he was just like, for next year, what I need you to do is, you know, gain five more pounds or, you know, gain weight so you can run the ball. You know, me being a kid <laughs> at the time, I didn't 
I didn't gain no weight. Going, <laughs> going in next year. Maybe gained like two, three pounds, but that was about it. So, uh, actually, in the lineup, it was Eric Schmeck at the time. Okay. That, you know, had the starting job. We had a seven on seven prior to the season starting, and he actually broke his jaw. He colliding with Connor Mathias. Oh, ouch. Yeah. So, um, it was like always next man up. And Mifflin game came, and he was like, you know, you and Brad are going to be splitting carries this game. So Brad started the game off, and then... Is that Olinger? Yeah, Brad Olinger. Brad started the game off, and then I, you know, came in, and I just remember my first carry of the game. I think it was 80 yards, touchdown. (laughs) House call. And from then on, it was kind of history. It was... (laughs) You weren't given that role back. Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was kind of solidified after Mannheim. Mannheim Central, I believe, was our second game. That's so interesting because we kind of just talked about that with Cam Jones. You know, it wasn't sure. Sometimes things don't pop in practice like they do in oh, yeah, the game yeah. when you're hitting your own team. You know, we talked to our middle schoolers, and when you you know you coach for a year with us at yeah. West, we talked to them like practices are going to be hard because we want the games to be fun, and that's the time where you get to play against kids that you probably don't know, you may never see yeah. again. It's going to be different. It's not the same as playing your teammates who know you. And I mean, that's, I mean, you just kind of proved that right away. Oh you yeah. Know? It was. Um, and then me. All right. So when I came to Wilson, I didn't really know. Well, coming up in Wilson, I didn't really know too much of the high school history and, you know, the people who came before me. So it was, it was just, interesting towards like halfway through the season a lot of you know interviewers coming up to me and were like you know you're on pace to break the record and i'm like oh wow what 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 record then they're like yeah the singles and then as as the season went on it was it became kind of a reality like wow this is actually about to happen yeah, so I I pulled up your twenty the twenty ten schedule. So the opening game was against against Mifflin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, twenty one fourteen win. So you're saying that man, I'm Central won twenty five twenty two. That's where you kind of grabbed on to the yeah, job. Yeah, I good. think that game I had about twenty carries, and that was as uh, I think I was able to yeah, prove. Twenty two carries, two hundred thirteen yards, <laughs> and three touchdowns yeah. against Man I'm Central. Yeah, that'd do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was. <laughs> I guess at that time I was able to prove that I'm able to, you know, withstand running that many yards. You're probably losing a bunch of weight during the game. Yeah. <laughs> Coach is going to come to you and say, "I need oh, you yeah. to gain ten pounds." But you know, I was just like, "Well, to make it easy, if I just don't get hit, <laughs> no matter how much weight I have." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so interesting. That's a great, great story. I'm trying to pull up uh, the the Mifflin one to see how things went going. Yes, yeah, Gillen, 88 yard run. Uh, that was after a 55-yard run by Brad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you got the that that second touch, third of the game. Mifflin scored first, but then you and Brad back. Brad then you back to back, a 55-yard touchdown run and an 88-yard touchdown run. So yeah, I mean, 137 yards against against Mifflin too. So yeah, yeah you broke. Debut, that's man, awesome. you really stepped into the spotlight in a big way as a junior and had a phenomenal year. I, I still. Uh, you guys, how many games did you play that year? Was it 12? It was 12. Yeah, 12. 12. Oh, right. Those Cumberland Valley games. And what uh, made it tough is, uh, like, you know, we spoke earlier off offline. Um, we were winning a lot. So there was times where, you know, 
the starters would be out the game, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. halfway yeah. through the game, you know. So it was it was tough to. Yeah, we we talked about that in the running back episode. We talked about how Iggy had the shot at the touchdown the record. touchdown record in the game. He had what five or six. Mm-hmm. He had six. He, had six he needed in the another first one. half against Central York oh, or wow. Red Line or someone like uh, that. I think it might have been Central. I think York. it was Central York. This is. 2017 not the, not the Central York of, of, of no, now. No, recent. No, this is 2017. He had six touchdowns in the first half, and Dom said, like, no, you're you're done. Yeah, you're yeah. Yeah. the doors off him. But everybody – I say everybody. There were lots of people who wanted him to leave him in to try and get that seventh touchdown, which he probably would have gotten and gotten rather quickly. Oh, uh, yeah. But, but Coach Dom's was but all – Right, he nope. said. He's like, he's like, yeah, but if anything happens – He's, uh, you know, like I'd never forgive myself. And yeah, yeah. Be, oh, that's you, you got to put the team first, and and to, to Iggy's credit, at least I never heard of him. Like he was, he was on board with that. No. That's just the way it goes. Yeah. Um, but everyone else, like all the other players, and you know, probably some of the coaches, but they understand too. They wanted him to try and go for that, but yeah, like you know, sometimes that's that happens. I was, I could see some of the scores there, you know, like, yeah, you weren't playing, you weren't getting a lot of second half carries in a bunch of those games. Oh no, it it was that year. We, it was a great team. We, it got ugly pretty quick. Mm -hmm. When, when we were able to go up, we, we, we went up and, I mean, like I mentioned this earlier, most of the conversation will talk about your, your running back uh, prowess, but you also were a defensive back, a yeah. cornerback uh, for for the last two years. Well, probably your entire career, but I know you were starting at least the last two years. Yeah, yeah. Um, you guys had four shutouts that that junior year, beating Reading sixty to nothing, Hempfield thirty five nothing, Effort a sixty three nothing, and Penn Manor forty four nothing. If you had to pick, um, you know. Your entire career now, looking back on it from little league up through high school, college, like which position do you prefer? Do you prefer running back or do you prefer defensive back? You know, um, I have to be completely honest about defense. Um, when I was in high school, I hated defense. Okay. Coach Doms made me play defense. Like, <laughs> I hated defense. And, and I would be honest in saying that. But when I got to college, you know, I came, I went in as a running back, uh-huh. but you know, our D backs were dropping like flies. They were oh, they getting injured. You. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he actually brought me in, gave me an ultimatum. He was like, you know, you can continue at running back, you know, and rotate in, or you can possibly go to D back and start. And I personally just wanted to get on the field. Get so I was like, all right. Next week went to D back, won the starting job. And I honestly can say, I think I love defense more than offense. Interesting. I, I like that because you get both in there. You know, yeah. high school, you're all about the running back position, yeah, yeah. but once you get the opportunity, and you kind of seize it and you love it. So oh that, yeah, that's I love great. It. Um, Jamie Sands will be thankful to hear you. Oh yeah, me and me that. and Jamie talk all the time because um, <laughs> I feel like I, I think Jamie likes defensive back, secondary yeah. defense more so. Um, but we like to talk about the offense all the time. You know. Um, we fall into the same trap as everyone else. It's the the flashy positions, oh, yeah. the points on the boards, and get all these yards. Joey's below the media. Uh, yes, I love the media. Got to gotta love it. Um, but yeah, that was one question I want to make sure I asked you. Would you prefer running back or defensive back? So defensive back, but running back was. I can under I can honestly say I had some of the best times of my life running the ball. It was, you know, it was it was amazing. It was it was nice to. 
just do what I loved and have fun and, you know, have the crowd. It, the crowd brought a lot of energy, energy yeah. yeah, that energy out of you. Well, there was a lot of energy in the stand because <laughs> every time you got the ball, people were like, touch that yeah. decent chance you were going to run it for a touchdown. And then the roar, like, made it like, all right, I can go faster. Like, I can, <laughs> I can pick it up. So it was, it was nice. So we, we talked about your career rushing tops at Wilson, your single season tops at Wilson, I believe actually one and four single yeah. season wise. Yeah, because senior year was right on the list yeah, too. Yeah, just, uh, just a bit behind your ridiculous junior year, but still top four uh, in program history. Though I think one of the biggest things that stands out besides those, if you can brush those aside, is looking at your yards per carry. Because for your entire career, you and Jamie Sands have the greatest yards per carry. That was before 2022. So yeah. um, I don't have Cam's numbers in front of me, but I believe he's on. He's pretty high up there. Uh, maybe not in career because he didn't get to run the ball a lot before this year. But in, in single season, which you're also on this list, you're number one on this list too. Season, uh, your junior year, you averaged... 10.3 yards per carry. You averaged a first down every time you got the ball, and that's exactly what we just talked about. Anytime you got the ball, people were like, touchdown. Like, this, he's going to take it the distance. Uh, just uh, just amazing, statistically uh, through the roof. And, and uh, Coach Jamie Sands right behind you in second place, but almost two yards per carry behind you in his 1995 season. But What's crazy there with Sands, though, that season, so his – 95 season was 8.5, but his career is 8.6. So, like, he <laughs> was super consistent. You know, yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. had, like, two, at least two, really good years at, you know, yeah, yeah. averaging almost eight and a half. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, Rodney, I'm sad to say that your senior year is only tied for 10th. So oh, just, no. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> oh, only, got all right. Two, only got two in the top, two seasons in the top 10. Tied with the guy who has his number retired. <laughs> yeah, Mike Ritz, right. Yeah, so, yeah, just go. Like I said, when, when I was researching last spring for the show that we did in, in April with Paul, I knew who was going to be, like, the names that should be popping up. Right. But then going through the list of statistics to help form my opinion, it shocked me how high you were on every list. Because I knew going in because I had just, not just, but you know, a decade ago witnessed your, right. your, your career. You saw your entire career. Saw your uh, breaking the single season record. I was like, well, Rodney's going to be in that top five. Mm. I, right. well, I, I didn't know you were going to be one until I got into it. Right. Yeah, and what, the the what, funniest part is the only record I actually wanted to break and keep going was the most hundred yard games. Okay. And yeah, that's I actually in the was stats able book. I actually was able to do that. Most consecutive one hundred yeah. yard games. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it it was a lot. Um yeah. you like you No, mean? I went my whole junior season right. and then the Reading game of my senior season broke, broke I think it. broke it. Okay. Cause what, did you just didn't get the ball enough? Yeah, it was it wasn't a game. It was forty-one to nothing. Right. Yeah. So you you yeah. could have, but yeah, there were bigger things. There was just so right. much yeah. happening where right. we were scoring on so many other opportunities yeah, that th- it was thirty-two yards uh, in that game against Reading as a senior, which the Bulldogs won forty-one nothing. So you, yeah, for I was gonna say fourteen. I should have said it. Fourteen straight hundred-plus yard games for you. Every game your junior year and the first two your senior year. That's crazy. Um, so yeah, wow. It's funny if you told me that it was a game that Wilson won forty-one nothing that you didn't have a hundred yeah. yards. That's 
But there was a lot of other guys that you shared the backfield with on those teams that uh, got to step up. Um, we were seeing Jimmy Brooks, um, both Youngs. Yeah, yeah. Everyone <laughs> uh, was able Michi, to. Michi, John Rafesteiner was uh, getting carries on that team. They had Hunter Hatley. Uh, yeah, so there were a lot of guys splitting the carries. You actually tied with John Rafesteiner with the most carries. Both of you had seven carries in that game. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. But yeah, so what, 13, whatever it was, 13 straight 100 yard rushing games. Yeah, that one's in the record books too. I, I didn't mention that. I did have a few of other uh, rushing things. Oh, career scoring. Uh, you're fourth on the career scoring by running backs. And I do have to put a, an asterisk on that. That is all scoring. So if pick sixes, kicker, punt returns, extra point or field goals, if uh, these, and I'm not sure any of the running backs. Did, actually, Mike Ritz, I think, actually might have kicked. Um, oh, wow. So th- that's all scoring, not just as if they were playing running back, but I had no way of breaking that down. Right. Um, but then the last thing was some other running back records. That's one that I wanted to include on there was consecutive 100-yard rushing games. But you had already been mentioned so much that I wanted to mention no, some, no, of the other right. guys, <laughs> some of the other guys that all are in my top five or in all of our top fives from Jowski and Reynoso. Uh, Alex Austin's most rushing yards in a game, 331. Um, beast. <laughs> yeah, most rushing touchdowns in a season. Pete Gilmore had 32 Whoa. in 1999. Uh, so, yeah, just some unreal numbers. But um, you sit there at the top on the ones that, in terms of running backs, the ones that people are going to look at is who rushed for the most yards in a single season and who rushed for the most yards in their career. And and you're you're the you're at the top. You are the guy um, getting those accolades. So, um, oops, I'm now showing my top five again for some reason, cause I can't find the right one. There we go. So I don't know where you want to go from here. What, what, what other questions? We so, got for Rodney? so I know we talked about how your career kind of like started, but like, um, like when you think back to like just high school games in general, whether it's individually or kind of like as a team, like what's a game that like sticks out to you? Is maybe like I don't know. I know we talked said the losses really stick out, but like, what was maybe like uh, one of your most exciting wins or like a moment or something like that? Um, a lot of the time, the most exciting plays came from the the Mannheim games, okay. the townships and the, the centrals. Like a lot of the times, it came down to the wire, and I think the one time I scored the last touchdown for the win, and then. Manheim Township, I think one of the first plays on my highlight tape is like an ADR run down the middle between between uh the two corners. But that play, I think it was like third. It had to be like third and like 15 or something. And, and Coach Palm called a draw. And I was, I was kind of confused on right. like how this is going to work. But they saw something that, you know, I guess we didn't. And I, I've never seen a hole open up. <laughs> it, it was just everyone. It looked like everyone just ran to the sidelines. It was just so big. And I was like, oh, well, wow. <laughs> I'm going to go. Yeah. <laughs> so did you say that was a Manheim Central game or Manheim Township? That was Township? a Manheim Township Manheim Township. Yeah. So look, I'm looking at um, your, your junior year uh, beating Manheim Central 25-22. You had that huge game against them. You beat Manheim Township that year 27-14 to as a junior um, and that was uh, that was a close game, as I believe it was tied in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. But you scored two touchdowns in the fourth quarter to put that one 
away. Um, only only rush for 151 yards and three touchdowns. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So that was I, the I wanted to go to your senior year here for for this. Um, so your 20. I, I talked about 2010 was kind of the first year that I started doing some of the social media stuff and covering the team. Uh, unfortunately, the first one that I live tweeted was the playoff game against Cumberland Valley. But I had been following the updates from Variety, you know, Reading Eagle and whatnot, and just trying to update people as much as a possible following your trek towards breaking peak Gilmore's record. But then it was in 2011. So your senior year was the first year that I tried my best to go to every game and I started taking pictures and um, the, the Mifflin game to start the season. That's always, you know, losing the Mifflin on the road. uh, It sucks. It sucks. But you know, I think everyone at the time was like, Oh man, I don't know. Like we had Wilson's had such a good run, you know, Oh eight, Oh nine, 10, which is three great years. You know, I don't know what to expect this year. Cause, um, you, you, uh, your senior class had a lot of talented players, but there was a very strong junior class behind you. And I think right. people were thinking, oh, maybe they're just a year away. Maybe we'll see what happens we after know, losing to Mifflin in week one by seniors, six points. Seniors always hate Hate that. that, yeah, they no, hate, hate that. that. Like, but oh, that this, junior class, this junior class is going to be so good, and and they can be, but the seniors hate hearing that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and they were amazing. They they honestly, that junior class stepped up in a big way. In a big to, way, they, yeah. They, I mean, well, you, but all you guys ended up doing then was winning what twelve games in a row, 12 in a row. Yeah. And, and and didn't lose until the district championship game to the eventual state champions. Exactly. Um, so that it was just a phenomenal run. Uh, the week two game I didn't get to go to because it was wacky. That was yeah. the rain game. Oh where, yeah, and it was on a Monday. Yeah, it was. No. They rained out Friday. Uh, didn't think it would be dry enough to play Saturday. Very rare to play on a Sunday. It happens, but it is not likely. Usually, it gets bumped to Monday. And the flooding it, throughout Lancaster, Lebanon, was oh, yeah. awful. Game had to be played on Monday. I actually used one of the photos in the promotion of you and the road whites, but you're covered in in, oh in mud. Yeah, yeah. You're covered in mud, and uh, one of the photographers, Lee Vivian, has a great picture. I believe it's of your hel- holding your helmet, and you're like you're just caked in mud. Mm-hmm. It's it's a phenomenal picture. But that game kind of I felt like was your your guys coming out party like that was yeah yeah look we can do this we can hang we can beat the best of the best don't worry about what happened at, at Mifflin last week because we're here we mean business uh, you ended up coming or uh, working your way to a twenty seven to thirteen win and then you just took control and there were no close games until until the well the. the the Daniel Boone playoff game was interesting. You won yeah. by 20, yeah. but that game was very close. That um, game was closer. I, I distinctly remember that game because I went and I was super was I was super confident. It was really cold. And it, I was super confident. I'm oh, like, yeah. I it was like, two, both things can be true. Daniel Boone can be the best they've been in the time that I had And we here. can still be better than And them. we can still be the better team. And they gave it all they could. Oh, yeah, they did. And early on, I'm like, uh-oh. All right, uh, any any time now, guys. Yeah. Like, but but yeah, it it was just you know the newspaper, yeah. you know, made it because they they had Daryl Scott at the time, right. so it was right. a lot of you know. Well, and Badolas had gotten the the, the team together, going yeah. good. Actually, there one of their, I think he might have been a sophomore on this team, is now their head coach. Just got named. It was oh, going to wow. be confirmed tomorrow night at their board meeting. One of their the quarterbacks, I think he was a few years behind you. Uh, one or two years behind you, uh, mm-hmm. play quarterback for Daniel Boone. He's going to be the new Blazers head coach um, on, cool. on this team. So, yeah, uh, there's Scott. They got the scoring going from Badolas' son. Um, 
and they were actually up seven six at halftime on you guys because mm. uh, the extra point failed to go to seven six at, down at halftime. Uh, but you took a pass from Seth Klein fifty three oh, yeah. yards to the house. Mm, um, Michi took it in for the conversion to go up fourteen to seven. Um, and then you guys just little by little defensively held, 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 and then uh, able to put a few more on the board to get out of Birdsboro with the victory. I remember yeah. that game being really physical too. Like, yeah, it was. Our defense was flying yeah. around in that game. I think I don't know if it was some kind of when we because we don't really get to play Burke's teams often. Right at that time, so right. yeah, very rare. Never, right? It was like. You know, I guess there was some type of animosity there. So there, it was definitely a physical. It was fun. It was it, fun game. Man. Right. Because it was, we, we always played Mifflin because of the rivalry. Yeah, we always yeah. made sure it became a non-league game once they left the LL League. Reading was still in the LL at the time. It was one of the last few years. Your your time period at Wilson was one of the last, I think 2013 was their last year in the LL before they went to Burks. So then when you got to play a Burks team in the playoffs, right. it was a big deal. Yeah, yeah. And when when I was playing, the, the Burks team that was always running their mouth was Muhlenberg. Then my senior year, we took them behind the woodshed in the playoffs, in the yep. district three playoffs. I think we beat them 49 to 7. And that's that's what we were we were at. Because, you know, you, we're starting to win after losing yeah. the rest, and we're starting to win. So there was a lot of talking from a lot of the other Burks teams. Right, like, right. oh, we could beat them. Right. So well, well, we've got Mifflin a chance. beat you, yeah. We got a chance, so we were like, "All right, let's let's prove why." Well, yeah, and you had to go there to do it. That's yeah, the yeah. thing. Like one simple loss to Mifflin to start the year, close game, but you drop all the way. I think to the five seed, so you got to go to Daniel Boone uh, and, and get the win, which is awesome. And Justin mentioned how physical you guys were. Very, very strong team. Like to hit, like to tackle, and I think one of the moments from that season that I remember the most and I remember it most because I got a picture of it is you absolutely obliterating a kid from Ephrata. Oh my god. Uh, and I I think it's on an interception return. I don't think It was actually a, a toss up. Was it or you led you were yeah, lead I was, okay. I was the one running. I, I, yeah. I knew you weren't the ball carrier. I was. I was the ball carrier. That the that one I, really? Yeah. That makes it even more impressive. Yeah, I was the ball absolutely carrier. Absolutely housed this. I have a picture of it. I, yeah, I, I, I didn't know think exactly you were carrying the ball, but I mean, the like, <laughs> I I remember why you know watching it live, trying to take pictures, and and I'm like, did I get that? And I, I it's hanging up in the in the West Locker. I think I showed it. <laughs> yeah, to you yeah, when I know. Exactly. I was like, that's why that I remember picture it. right there. I yeah. I love whenever there's a play like that, and then Joe like. I don't know if I got it. And then he's like, I got it. And he said, he'll send me a picture. Yeah. So that that's the one from that 2011 season. Uh, some of the, the great moments. I mean, there were so many of them with your 12 wins, just phenomenal runs, just a lot of great games throughout that season. But, you know, you mentioned it at the top of the show. The one that, that hangs with you is that, that district playoff loss, the district championship yeah. game to central dolphin. And they were a great team. They, they had, they had an amazing team, amazing game plan. And, there's just two plays I remember, like, well, three I remember, like, day and night. That field goal that hit it, and mm-hmm. the one we got blocked. Yeah. And the flea flicker I got caught on. That, you, so you, you're taking uh Yeah, I would take full credit for that because that, it was, I think his name was Scales or something. Drew There's, Scales? Yeah, Drew Scales. The, he was the short running back, and he was tearing us up on the ground. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there's no way this 
I'm gonna keep letting this happen. Right. So I I came sprinting up, and when he and threw he that ball back to the up. quarterback, I said, "There's no way." And I just tried turning around and running as fast as I can. Yeah, but what was the quarterback's name? Was it Lavia? Yeah, La- something like that. Well, the ball literally scraped yeah. my like hand. Like I was right there, but. You know, there's not much. Yeah, that was the uh, Zaid Issa team. Yeah, yeah. Um, great, great running back for Central Dolphin. I believe Evan Schwan was also a lineman, a two-way lineman mm-hmm. on that team. Both of those guys uh, committed and were to play at Penn State. I don't know that Zaid ever got to do that or not, but Evan Schwan was a five-year player yeah. for the Nittany Lions. Uh, but, yeah, that team ended up you – know, did it in hindsight or even in the moment after the season completely ended in December – and Central Dolphin were the state champions. How did that sit with you? Um, there's no team I would have wanted to lose to. If that became the case after the season started, because if they won it, there's if we would have beat them, it could have been us. That that, right? that was us. Like yeah, because sometimes you're like, well, you know, we lost to the district champ, or we lost to the state champ. But when you look back on the game, if the game was close and you're just one or two plays here and there, that could right. have been us. That that it eats away at you. And they and they won by I think a good chunk in the state championship. I don't remember. I, don't I know remember. the next week they upset North Allegheny. Yeah, yeah. Um, which spelled doom for your teammates in 2012 because North Allegheny came in with like a vengeance. Yeah, <laughs> they were ready to take it out on whoever they were playing in the Western. Uh, final to right. go to the state championship game, uh, and they did so. That was that was the North Allegheny team I saw week one. Yeah, because I was out in Pittsburgh for my my cousin's wedding, and so we had Friday night, and I went to the game. And like, if you would have told me it was like Millersville running out in black and you know black and yellow, and yeah, I'm yeah. just like, oh my gosh, that team had linemen go to Michigan and all kinds of like they, that was that team was just insane. But the, the Bulldogs played them pretty tough at first. Well, was it Jimmy? Did Jimmy Brooks or someone? Uh, Jesse Poor. Oh, Jesse Poor turned the opening oh, kickoff. For the opening touchdown. kickoff for a touchdown. Yeah. And you're like, okay, okay. Right, yeah, I remember. Yeah. Wait, because it, it's not, December. Not okay. Yeah. It, it's December. <laughs> I'm at home here, you know, listening to the, the call. I'm like, Jesse Poor touchdown to start the game. This is great. We're, you know, there's state championship next week, and then right. I think they rat- rattle off like 42 straight points before. <laughs> I, I think Wilson might have kicked a field goal, but, but that. That NA team was just... It was absurd. Yeah, yeah. And they won the state title the next week. I'm fairly certain right, right. they did. Because uh, I think they had won it in 2010. They had a bunch back for 2011 and CD upset them. Yeah. Right. And then they had those same guys right. that were thinking... They were thinking three-peat as sophomores. Right. And they NA, or uh, CD upset them and then they they we're, were just ready to... have that. They were not going to get upset again. So that was rough, but... <laughs> and it's funny. I, I had a good friend from college. He was on the CD team that beat us. So really? He never let me down. Oh, yeah. He never let it down. See, he'll show me his ring. Uh, <laughs> yeah, by and large, um, when Wilson players get to go to college, there's not too many schools that can say, hey, we beat you when it mattered. Right, right. Um, Central Dolphins, one of those teams, though. They've always been a thorn in, in our side. Cumberland Valley over the years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you got to exact some revenge on Cumberland Valley uh, your your senior year. Yeah. Um, because as a sophomore and a junior, they were the ones that ended your season yeah, in 2009 and 2010, times. both was, at home, too. Tough. Tough. So really you got tough. to go to Cumberland Valley, uh, believe it was uh, Black Friday, right? Yep. 
It was the night after Thanksgiving, yep. right? Yes, what it was. was happening then, Justin? Yeah, you know, say, you know, Coach Raffoff and I weren't at that game. We we were not at. That Do you game. know no. why we weren't at that game? Thanksgiving. Mm, no, I got married that day. <laughs> On Black Friday. On Black Friday. Oh man, yeah. I got married that day. So, day. And, and you remember Mrs. Heckman? Yeah. Mrs. Heckman was at was at my wedding too, and he's getting the reports. And when you guys won, we stopped everything like, and we're jumping up and down. Mrs. And, Heckman and I were oh, hugging, jumping man. up and down at, at Justin's wedding. That was, and it was, we knew going into that game, it was such a big revenge game. For huge, us. yeah, huge. Especially yeah. like that was, I think I tore my MCL. Who do we play? Oh, I mean, my not MCL meniscus, meniscus, and that was against Boone. Boone, yeah, mm-hmm. I tore it against Boone, but I was like, "There's no way I'm not going to play." You're for, right. For I completely forgot about that because you were still obviously feeling that in the CD game because yeah. there was talks about could you go both ways? Yeah. Would they let you play both ways? And because it's you know high school and you know not technically an adult like the, the the health information is not readily available like yeah, it yeah. is for pro football you know you know and people are like is rodney okay is rodney okay i'm like i have no idea <laughs> like, I'm not but i never really room. got it checked it was just like let's tie it and go like that's and then after the season ready to rock and roll yeah after the season that's when i got it checked and it was a meniscus so yeah. i was like oh wow oh man so yeah but i mean what a career like yeah, it I, just nice. crazy so what what has been your takeaways now that you're, believe it or not, almost 12 years or, you know, 11 and a half years removed from your last time uh, putting on the, the Wilson helmet? What are your takeaways from your your time with the Bulldogs? And, and what how do you look back on the program in your high school football career? Um, Especially when I, because the program kind of changed now. There's not really, you know, fullback and right. zone running. So i when I came into the program, there was a lot of zone. And that's where I was able to just kind of find my hole and go. There wasn't really, you know, a set hole or somewhere right. I had to run through. It was kind of once I found where I'm going. That was, zone blocking scheme, yeah. that really played into your, your talents and yeah. what you were good at. So that so schematically, yeah, because. Schematically, yeah, it's, it's going more, you know, spread spread out and, and, and rpos and, and rpos yeah. and you know and that's not just with wilson it's that seems to be where a lot of this schemes are going all over college the place, yeah. and nfl you saw the eagles this past season a lot of rpo so it that in that sense that's where you know the wilson culture changed for me because it's i we don't get to really see backs get 20 carries a game like we used to and yeah it's 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 spread the ball around more or multiple backs or it's getting our hands into our wide receivers let the quarterback yeah, also yeah. run the ball yeah well, that's like yeah. you you look at you look at back of those records like a lot of those are just crazy but that that idea of 14 straight like 100 yard games like that's that's a lofty goal. They all are, but like that, that would be really tough because yeah. like you said, like some of that's coming through different touches, you know? Like yeah. You, yeah. You get it even, even on the stuff and again, not just Wilson, but where the guy cuts across and you kind of flip it forward and now it's a reception, you know, like, yeah, yeah. like that kind of stuff. Like <laughs> it just, it's different. Yeah. Well, for sure. So we're, we're coming down here to the end, uh, Rodney, but I want to touch on a couple other things. So, 
one, you are coaching now. Yeah. You uh, you helped out at, at West Middle School with with Justin and I a few years ago. I know you've been helping out with Van Reed, the the little Bulldogs as oh, yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. And them. then uh, last year you uh, were able to help out with the freshman team. And you're still you're with the freshman team this coming yeah. year as well, right? Yep, I'm still with the freshman team, and I coach the uh, nine year olds of Mike JV team. So I'm I'm many things that. <laughs> Wilson has to offer right now, so I, I just like being out there with the kids. You know, I love football. No matter what I could do to help, I, I'm out there, whether it's for free or whether you know, I'm I volunteer a lot of my time because when I was growing up, was we didn't really have you know, we didn't really have people pushing or like you know, like opening up their their knowledge to yeah, us you know what i'm saying their like, experience I've been there, yeah. so you you don't really have that that guidance to it so i'm trying to provide that for a lot of these kids because i know the program i've been through it i've you know i was able to do what i was able to do with my time here and it and it's a great community everyone is behind you and what you're trying to do and you know everyone sticks together there's a lot of people from you know high school that i met that I'm still in touch with, right. you know. Yeah, I mean, it's true, like a, a, a brotherhood, you know, there's always exactly. that bond. We have people all the time talk about how, you know, even if they want on to play college or even the pros, it's not the same. Yeah, High exactly. school football is football in its purest form because you're playing with your teammates that you have been with for, you know, two, three, I mean, for some people up to a, a decade. Right. You're playing with them. You're playing for the school colors that you have been with for a long time or the community that has always supported you, whether it was, you know, for your little league fundraiser or now all the way up. They, you know, they want to see you succeed. And uh, that's what high school football is all about. So that's why it's always, uh, you know, it feels like it's the most pure form of cheering for football because it's not about it's not about money or anything right. like that. It's just about the the community and the team exactly. and playing for one another. Uh, but it's great to see you giving back. You know, and you you know you have so much experience to uh, get give out to uh, the kids. It's nice that you're at both levels now too, yeah. so you can see them. And it's it is so amazing seeing them. You know, when I'm when they're at Van Reed and then seeing them again a couple years later, and it, you could just see the growth and. And then seeing them again when they're playing on Friday nights, it's like, oh man, like these, you know, these guys are really growing to what you're trying to, you know, what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah, that's one of the things that I always enjoy. You know, it took a few years for them to get there. You know, I started coaching in 09. So that group that played in the fall of 2012, a year after you, uh, after you graduated that yeah, yeah. fall was the first group that were seniors that I had coached. Okay. I remember how cool that was. And now I've known at least half the team every year since then. And that's always the best thing that Justin and I can talk about. Me like, man, remember when he was running around here yeah. as an eighth grader and now yeah, he's getting these like- college offers <laughs> and things like that. So yeah, that's always fun. It, it, it feels great. And, uh, Justin and I are very uh, thankful and appreciative of being able to both coach and also do the stuff like this. We get to do, yeah, yeah. uh, for the high school team. But, uh, it, it's funny. You said before the show about how you, People don't, I don't want to say don't recognize you, but they don't always associate you with a Wilson legend. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. like and you talk all- about the kids, like they're not really sure, 
you'd be like, yeah, I played it, Wilson, but they don't get it mm. until yeah, they, like they a few weeks into like, the season. Oh yeah. Well, I remember the season at West, you know, when we'd be like, yeah, he was he was pretty good, and they're like, oh yeah, you know, like because to us, even you who are significantly younger than us, but yeah. like. We're all just, they just view us as old men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're and all the like, same. Yeah, they're right. So they're like, yeah, right. Yeah, right. It's like, no, like, trust me. <laughs> and, I, and I tell, it's funny now because I tell a lot of my kids, they ask me, they're like, Coach, did you play here? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I played here. They were like, were you good? I'm like, yeah, I was all right. <laughs> and then it's funny because, like, halfway through the season, they always come back, like, Coach, Wait, that- I didn't know you. Did. I'm like, <laughs> Just oh, the all-time leading rusher for a single season end career. Um, yeah, you're, you're all right. You're yeah, all right. and I, I, I don't like to talk. And it's funny because I still get people now to this day that still come to me like, I didn't know you were. I'm like, <laughs> I don't really go around like, yeah, I'm, you know. Well, you but, leave that to us. Yeah. We'll right, make sure yeah. We got yeah, we see, do it. We're the directors of the hype train because we're all about <laughs> statistics and history and things like that. So, that's why it's always so fun to do any of these off-season episodes where we're, you know, looking at the the best of the best or we're talking history. That's right up my alley. I try to put all that stuff out on bulldoghour.com. So when the when we talked quarterbacks with Paul almost 2 years ago and running back came up, I was like that is going to be fun because there's just so many Oh, yeah. So many guys. I feel honestly I feel more like everyone jumps to quarterbacks. Everyone's going to always be like no, Kerry Collins, Chad Henney. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're going to talk about those guys. Um, um, I almost said Matthew Stafford. Shane Stafford. You know, uh, those guys are always going to jump up there because quarterbacks, they're the ones everyone's going to remember. But in, when you say Wilson football, I feel like the ones that come to my mind are the running backs because there's all – like, I feel like every year you're like, wow, that guy, that kid's good. Well, that kid's really good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tell him all the time. So my – my first year being back where I was like really like I had started I was student teaching. Actually, no. Two thousand eight I was I was teaching. So that two thousand eighteen was like my first year mm-hmm. teaching at the high school and that team was so good. And they were and that was and, right before I came to high school. Right. They were and amazing. So so like I you know, like I remember those guys, but like so I remember Zach Groff and like those guys running, but like you were like, I, all right, I'm in it a few years. Like, I knew some of those 2008 kids, but the like the main players for those teams were upperclassmen, and mm-hmm. I had mostly like 10th graders or so, so. So I didn't know as many of those kids like, oh, as well. But then like as the kids go through, so when you know you see kids in the hallway every day for a couple years and stuff like that. That's so like when we get to like your group and like you guys, like I would see you, like I said, even though I didn't have any class, like I'd see you all the time, stuff like that. So like. Man, those teams and like man, it was just so electric. Every every time you got the and ball, it's like he's he's gone. He's gone. A lot of people don't know this, but what's scarier is uh Shane Dancer was gonna break my record if he never got hurt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just uh we got to watch Shane a lot. Um I coached Shane for great back. for two years. Um actually he was playing with us uh I guess he would have been a seventh grader year, senior year. Yeah. Um, then he came back with us as an eighth grader in 2012. And then obviously he needed to be up on the high school team for four years because he was so incredibly talented. Uh, and, and he, his name's on here a couple times. His, he's got, yeah, he's got the career rushing. He's fourth, 3,357 yeah. yards, which is just, uh, 
what, not even 340 yards away from you, a little less, 337. And he was hurt for, what, two, and three games? He, uh, yeah, he missed a, actually a lot. He missed, I think, six he's, games he's, his oh, senior, yeah, his senior season because yeah. he got injured at Mifflin. And he was and on. He was having a great game before he. He yeah he was uh he was an incredibly talented player. I believe his kind of like your junior junior year was so good. His junior year in 2014 he had uh 1659, mm-hmm. uh, seventh highest uh, in Wilson single season history. Uh, but he, unfortunately the injuries for him um didn't allow him to keep chasing you. you yeah, I mean you're yeah. right. You bring that up. That's uh yeah. I hadn't really thought about that. And I wonder how many guys on this list there was the oh man, if I could have just played another yeah. game or two, I didn't miss these games. Well, we we talked about Jaden. Jaden only got Yeah, what, Jaden's six a great example yep. senior year. Right. Oh, yeah. the COVID year. Like you know. Yeah, Jaden's a great example. He yeah, his um his junior year Wilson only played seven games. So you know he's sitting all time career rushing. He's at eleventh, and uh, he he missed a bunch of games. Right. That that he had a chance to climb. I mean, honestly, he could he would easily be top ten. He probably was pushing seven, eight, maybe. I mean, depending on the, yeah. you know, you whatever, it's hard to. Then get. you have Iggy. So there was so much well, that happened after me that was. Still phenomenal to see. Well, that. and it's funny you mentioned Iggy. Iggy, um, his first year at Wilson, he didn't really start get to get going until like halfway through the regular right. season. Yeah. Right. Uh, it took a while for him to right. it was learn a bit the of system adjustment and, because of the yeah, system, yeah, like yeah. that. You know, you're mm-hmm. running and it just was a little different. But like, and he he's talked about that. But man, once he got going, whew. yeah, oh, phenomenal. I remember that game at Springford where he just. Well, he had like all four touchdowns, yeah. I think. It was like 28-something. Like oh, yeah, just, yeah. He was a great back. So he was inconsistent playing time and effectiveness for the first, I don't know, like four or five weeks yeah, that like, year. Yeah. He still, that year, rushed for 1,662 yards. <laughs> that's that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. It's, Without knowing, really knowing the playbook or growing up in the system, right. that's that's pretty. Yes, and then his uh, his senior year, he went for fifteen forty nine. So, yeah, amazing. If uh, if he had come up in the Wilson system, oh, he oh would gosh. he'd be right there with you. Yeah, uh, yeah. Especially career wise, I mean, his single season probably be pushing where you were. But um, oops, that's yards per carry. Um, his career rushing, you know, Iggy sits sixth, mm-hmm. and he only really played a year and three quarters at, right. at Wilson. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it's. I always think. After we have a great one, you know, you were here and I was like, man, how, where are we going to, where are we going next? Yeah, like, yeah. who are we going to find? And then you have great guys like John Rafe Snyder right behind yeah. you. Then yeah. Shane Dancer comes yeah. along. Oh, then Iggy, you know, yep. it's just, you know, <laughs> and then there's always that one year where it's, it's up for debate. Who's mm-hmm. it going to be? You know, no one has a step, kind of like you entering your junior year. Yeah, they yeah. weren't sure what was going to happen there. And then you did what you did. And our favorite story all the time, 2018, you know, Iggy leaves. Yeah. yeah. Man, he's gonna Who step up. Back? Elijah Morales, exactly. Yes, yes. Yeah, the man. epitome of a senior Wilson yeah. football player because yeah. we had seen it at West. We knew he had a lot of talent. Wasn't putting it all together as a, a sophomore and a junior, right? But we could tell that summer because seven on sevens going to the summer camp, yeah, watching him play. So like when like, we talk in the yeah. in the interviews, it's always interesting because they can see it. They know who's gonna break out. Yeah, and. You know, we were like, please, it's got to be Elijah. If Wilson's going to have a big year, we got to have a, the running back step up. We yeah. got to see what Elijah will do. And phenomenal. Yeah, he phenomenal. came out. Of, he came out of nowhere and, and 
Yeah, killed it. It was. I think he rushed for was it over twelve hundred? I, I think. So. I think so. Yeah. Uh, for, he was first team all first team all state. Oh yeah, yeah. It was. <laughs> he he so. he surprised me because after like you said after Iggy went, I didn't. I honestly didn't hear any names. Right. Like, right. There was no names floating around. There was. I know there have been talk that people were very high on Avanti Lockhart. Yeah. And uh, who had a phenomenal senior in 2019. He had injuries in 2018, right. so he right. couldn't always get going. And he was also really dependent on defense because he was a linebacker. Right. So he was using a lot of his energy and strength and physicality at linebacker, too. But then he was injured, missed a bunch of time. But I mean, Elijah was the guy. He was the number one guy. Avanti was the bruiser. If they needed a change of pace right, right. like that, they would use him. But Elijah's speed was just phenomenal. I actually have a great picture of him right over there, I believe. Yeah. Leave, uh, oh, yeah. with, um rushing yeah. for a touchdown, I think, against Mifflin. That's his helmet over there in there in the case. So, uh, yeah, Elijah did awesome uh, in 2018, and that's the one that we always pinpoint because every year one of our favorite questions to ask the kids and the coaches is who will be that you know stereotypical Wilson football player who probably didn't play a lot as an underclassman right. but was biding their time, was a great teammate, has talent, but just, there was so much talent in front of them, they didn't get to really realize it right. or show it off. Well, that's kind of like this upcoming year. Cam Jones is now leaving. Right. Who's, who's going to step be, up. Exactly. So who's going to be that playmaker for them on, that, on the offense? Yeah, and, and thankfully – uh, they do have a lot back. There's a yeah. ton of talent yeah. coming back, and uh, most of the offensive line is back. You got Tommy Hunsaker back, a lot, a bunch of receivers, tight ends. But yeah, who who is the playmaker? Are they, they going to be able to do it by committee? Right. That'd be great too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Or will there be one guy that can kind of take over a game offensively? We'll see. I, I don't know. Uh, I hope so because they have a lot of talent, and mm -hmm. I, I think people are expecting some big things from them oh, yeah, this year. Sure. But I mean, you can't hope to replicate what Cam did last oh, year. Oh yeah, that's the, and that's the problem. It's hard to try to fill shoes that were before you. You just kind of got to go well, out there and you know find yeah. your own way. And the tough thing is, like you mentioned, it, you're you're trying to replace and like. A four, like a first team all league guy at four spots. Mm -hmm. You know, like yeah. you're not going to have one guy do that. You, you know, you need probably three or four guys to do that. But yeah. in, and if they're not first team, like that's okay. You exactly. get guys to contribute, do their job, step up. And some of the yeah. best teams Wilson had are when you had no idea what they were going to mm -hmm. do and then the whole team just rallied. Yep. Yeah. Like the year after me, when the whole team just rallied together and found a way to. Jimmy Brooks had a breakout year that oh, yes. we, we had no idea yeah. what's happening up prior to that. Up until Cam, he was the returner that I always saw. Yeah, yeah. Like, man, yeah. how good was Jimmy Brooks? Like, fantastic. Uh, he was the guy in 2012 that when he got his hands on the ball, that kind of like people were thinking with you in 2010, mm -hmm. 2011, when Jimmy got his hands on the ball, you were like, this could be a house call. Right. Then you had Jake Templin and like, yeah. there was just a lot of guys that stepped up that you really didn't. No, yeah, they. It's funny because there was so much talent back on that 2012 team, but the biggest question mark was at quarterback because Seth Klein had graduated mm -hmm. with you. So then they had gone through a whole bunch. They had um, three different guys yeah. rotate early in the season, and then finally it was I think way down in week seven or eight. It was against Penn Manor when Matt Timochenko finally got the call mm -hmm. to play that game. And then he was a starter all the next year yeah, too. Yep. Um, he 
that's a, that was an awesome game. That to that 2012 game at Penn Manor, Dominic Negrelli pick six. Oh yeah, that's when I was yes. walking in. I'm walking in, and Dominic Negrelli's <laughs> running. Like that's the fastest I've hey, ever seen. Hey, Sugar Bowl run. tasted good that night. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, well, we're we're uh, we're an hour in, so we like usually keep it about an hour long. Um, unless if there's anything else, any other questions you had for no, Ronnie? No, that was a lot of fun, Ronnie. Uh, oh no, yeah, nice, it was right? a lot of fun talking with you guys. Um, the only other thing I want to ask you before we let you go is, um. We talked about playing career, talked about coaching. Um, you also are doing training. Yes, yes. So why don't you uh, let us let, let the people know what you're doing with um, football training? Yes, um, I train kids. I try them to do it like every week. I try to work around my, you know, regular work schedule. So mostly in the summer, that's when I, you know, get more involved and get more in depth with it and – but right now, what I've been doing is every Monday, you know, getting the kids out, going through some drills, you know, and then letting them, you know, compete at the end. And that's kind of what I meant by earlier when I said um, I didn't really have that growing up because, you know, there wasn't anywhere you can, you know, go and work on your skills. So, like we talked about off camera, uh, a lot of my love for football came from pickup games. Just yep. going out there and just playing with my friends from the time we woke up, literally, to the time <laughs> we couldn't play anymore because we couldn't see the ball. But, yeah, it came from that. And, you know, I've been trying to give back and, you know, get these, ki- get these kids out here to get them more recognized, get them, you know, better with the game, more knowledge. And, you know, I just want to see these. That's the only thing I – take it from coaching and training and things like that is I want to see these kids get better. I don't want nothing else from it, but just to see them, you know, progress and do the best they can. Yeah. Awesome. Now, uh, do you, if someone wants to join you, how do they go about, do they contacting you? Oh yeah. Yeah. By contacting me or do you have a website or a um, a group or anything? A group on Facebook. Facebook. It's uh, underdog sport training. Underdog sport training. um, We're going to work on a website and, you know, get more. We started last year, but you know, with work and then coaching and there's so much going on. So we're, we're trying to get everything in motion, but we, we definitely want to make it something that, you know, lasts around here. All right. Awesome. Yeah, I knew you had been doing that. I want to make sure that we got that out there because this is these are the people that would want to know about that is uh, uh, parents or kids in the Wilson School District uh, and that want to play or are playing football. Um, definitely hit that hit Rodney up underdog sports. Check it out on Facebook and um, eventually a, a website could be coming sometime oh, yeah, in yeah, the future. For sure. So well, Rodney, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, yeah. uh, thank you probably- guys for having me. I love it out here, man. <laughs> Just chopping it up, talking football, and oh, I'm sure seeing this can- great, you know, Wilson <laughs> history going around here. We uh, we probably could talk another hour just about you know we could probably jump through all of your games and oh, just yeah. talk about everything that happened uh, in each one of those because they were all phenomenal and like we said this was like when Justin and I were first getting into really um, attending and watching and, and covering and. Uh, covering the the team in, in certain ways so um yeah your your group was uh was a fun one and uh glad you're uh in the area and helping out with the program so thank you for coaching and uh and uh just uh supporting wilson football oh yeah it's and like we said earlier it's a community everyone it's like a brotherhood we all stick together you know and it it lasts from years like was when i was playing there was people like played 20 years before me like 
writing me on Facebook and <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know who these people are. And, and they're like, oh, we're all the way from Arizona. We yeah. love watching you. I'm like, oh man. I, and it was, it was nice to know they're not in this state, but there it's still that There's still a connection, that, that connection. Yeah. yeah. Well, excellent. Uh, again, really appreciate you joining us and uh, love doing these off season shows to uh, just fill in the Wilson football community with, uh, as much information as we can and talking to a former player and current coach is uh, one of the best ways we could do that. So thank you very much. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, Justin. You got anything else to add before I, we wrap up this show? I do not. I do not. Um, you know, we'll, we'll be back in – About two months. Yeah, a couple months and, uh, you know, start to lay the groundwork for for the season. But, um, yeah, it should, should be exciting. I know – um, plyos, if they haven't finished, they're just about done. So they're getting those workouts. <laughs> ah, yes, plyos. In. Yeah. Always fun. Everybody Always fun. loves them. <laughs> Gotta love plyometrics. But. And the best, the best thing in question mark about is Henny's coming back in town. <laughs> what's, what's going to happen? Yeah, well, we, um, we'll hopefully get some clarity on that in, in, in a bit. Uh, we'll definitely want to talk with Chad about his uh, – his retirement. So uh, stay tuned for that. I do not do not believe that'll be on this show because we don't want to wait till the end of April for that. But right. Justin we'll, we'll and I may get some clarity on that on the Joe Mays and J Raff show. So uh, if you're following along Wilson football information on the Bulldog Hour, do hop over to our other show, the Joe Mays and J Raff show. That's the OG show from Justin and I. Started way back in February 2011 and still going strong 12 years later. We're, oh, wow. we're at uh, episode, what are we, 372? Something like that. Yeah, we're close. It's uh, crazy. And I'd say before we get to 375, I believe Mr. Chad Henney will be joining us again. So no, be cool. Um, I'm sure Wilson football will come up in that conversation. Yeah, probably. probably. I think so. Probably. So, All right. Well, I think that's it for us here on the season nine premiere of the Bulldog Hour. Thanks again to our guest Rodney Gillen, Wilson football legend, joining us this evening to talk about his career with the Wilson football team. I think that's it, though. So for Justin, for Rodney, for me, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back again at the end of April, last weekend, looking to possibly be Saturday. Uh, but just stay tuned to our socials, and I will let you know as that time approaches. Um, but that's it. So for the guys and myself, just remember, until next time, go Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Yes, sir. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Bulldog Hour. Want more Wilson football? Follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Or visit www.bulldoghour.com. The Bulldog Hour is a feature program on jmnjrradio.com.